Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. I'm your host, Scott Challoner, and I'm pleased to say that joining me on the podcast today on what is a sunny morning here in the capital is Andy Wheeler. Um, Andy, good morning and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Scott. Thank you for inviting me on. It's a real pleasure, Andy. And just for those listeners who may be unfamiliar with um, Andy, he is a business consultant, mentor and coach based in Lewis, East Sussex. And he provides his services under the Katandra Limited brand, helping other business owners and leaders to build firms to achieve the commercial, cultural and personal objectives that they want to achieve. And um, Andy, in building up your business, um, it's quite the story of perseverance and persistence, isn't it? Because when you graduated from university, we're talking way back in sort of 2006 now uh, what you wanted to do was actually secure a place on a consultancy graduate scheme and you suffered a bit of a knockback from that sort of went on your own journey and then you ended up building your own consultancy business some years later didn't you and now it's a resounding success uh, correct yeah i mean hopefully it's not that far back it does make me feel slightly old mm. but graduating in in 2006 uh, for those who are my kind of age, uh, it was a difficult time, obviously, with, with sort of financial challenges across the economy. And as you say, trying to secure a role uh, on a consultancy grad scheme was difficult and, and ultimately uh, didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And you, like I say, you went on your own journey uh, following on from that. You followed sort of your passion for skiing initially, and that sort of took you into sort of specialist events. Um, how was it that you sort of went from that sort of and then going into that consultancy side of things on your own? What sort of made you think that the way in for me is to sort of go and start my own business? So I've always had an interest in running my own company and have tried and failed in the past with launching my own ski chalet business. What I ended up doing was working for a couple of specialist tour operators. So I was managing the logistics and operations for them. And throughout that time, I was always coming up with with creative and and different solutions that others just didn't see, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And what I wanted to do was be a bit more focused on the strategic side of the business. However, where I was working, the more operational role of that did not provide me the opportunity to do so. So in the end, what I did is is engineer a a way through. So I went through and spent a bit of time uh, doing exec recruitment. So I was headhunting for FTSEs and and PLCs, which was fascinating in terms of building that uh, boardroom network and and gaining experience in those rooms, talking to to those people. However, the, the challenge that came with that is that you're very much seen as a commodity. So you're there to find them a particular person. And the frustrations around that grew because actually when I was pushing back asking, why do we need these people? Where do they fit in your business strategy? I was never part of that conversation. They didn't see me as that mm. type of person. I wasn't positioned there. So to effectively, again, I tried to, to move back and, and get onto either grad schemes or sort of later uh, career shift schemes back into the consultancy, but again, struggled with it. And so went off and invested my own time and money over over a good two or three years to actually upskill, retrain uh, and gain experience within that that coaching and consultancy space, uh, which is then what led me ultimately to to start the business. And to be totally truthful, the the journey I went on was very frustrating and I recognise this feeling in other people. So actually, my core ethos is, is to try and help people navigate a similar journey to the one I've had, but to try and cut 15 years out of it. 
Mm. And so for the sort of budding entrepreneur of maybe of the younger age group that may be tuning into this podcast today, um, what sort of advice would you give to them to really sort of get them to sort of embark on that road to success and pursue that big idea that they've got at this time? For me, there's a slight cliche in that I would always say, don't listen to other people. If you've got a, a dream, an idea, and you know, people will tell you it will never work, it, it, you know, do something else, get a proper job, go with it, pursue it, and in, invest in yourself. Realistically, you know, we have bills to pay, so it, it's always worth you know, making sure you have a bit of a stable income so that you can get things moving on the side. One of the mistakes I made early on when starting Katandra was sort of jumping out of one boat into another and not having a financial backup, which then made it quite difficult because in the first few months to actually get things moving, as you can appreciate, in the service sector, it takes a bit of time to, to get things off the ground. So I would always plan it out, um, but, but follow the passion, really. And I asked that question because some of the best and most successful businesses do spring up out of times of economic hardship. And that's very much a period that we are in at the moment. The last 18, 19 months have been very, very challenging for business with the COVID-19 pandemic, of course. And business leaders have really needed each other more than ever. They've needed to network. They've needed to share ideas, sort of help each other sort of pivot and survive this period of time. Um, for yourselves at Katandra then, um, how have the last sort of 18, 19 months been sort of managing your way through this crisis uh, honestly very difficult so my focus two years ago or the focus of the business two years ago uh, was predominantly large businesses so your 10 to 50 million turnover and going into the pandemic the majority of, of my market really closed up shop and the, the coaching consultancy side is often seen as a nice to have rather than a, a necessary and so going through the, where, where we locked down one, two, three, it became increasingly noticeable that the conversations I was having were with people who were more like me, who were smaller businesses, who actually really needed the, the hands-on help because they, they have to pay the bills, they have to keep things moving. They didn't have the, the luxury of you know, cash in the bank or furlough schemes, and they weren't eligible for grants or C-bills. So they really needed to make things work during the during the pandemic, which then became my focus. So I, I switched slightly to working with those more local, smaller business owners where you could actually make a, an, an immediate difference. And one of the things that Katandra specializes in, of course, is instigating positive change within those businesses that it works with. And because mental health is something that has become very much sort of thrust under the spotlight even more than ever before by the uh, the pandemic, to what extent is mental health now at the forefront of trying to instigate that change within business? Because it's become so, so important, not just amongst business leaders, but also in kind of our awareness of looking after those around us, our colleagues, and making sure that their mental health is good as well. Indeed, it's, it's critical. And there's, there's two sides to it because you've got the, the, the wider team side ensuring that people who are working remotely feel supported and feel engaged and actually have you know, outlets for, for people to talk to and to raise any concerns they might have. It's easy to assume that we've all got you know, networks, friendship groups, family who we can turn around and talk to. In a lot of instances, that's not the case. So actually, as businesses, how do we ensure that our team are being looked after? 
And the other side is the, the business owners and leadership teams themselves who, pandemic aside, often feel quite isolated and lonely. You add in the pandemic to that and, and it's exacerbated hugely. So one of the, the first conversations I have with anyone is around whatever that um, in terms of you know, their personal ambitions, their personal goals, how are they feeling about, about the business? And then it becomes a process of actually ensuring that, that they're moving forward in the right way and they feel supported in, in what they're trying to do. And, and you become a bit of a confidant uh, and sort of that coach, that, that, that person who can be that support now directly with them. And we've seen hybrid sort of working practices sprouting up a lot during the last sort of 18 months um, as well. And many business leaders do view this as the best way to make sure that, you know, um, we're maintaining that work-life balance and we're doing the best that we can for the mental health of our employees. Um, is that something that you would agree with? Do you think that is the way forward and it's ultimately going to be here to stay for the long term? I have always been a big advocate of a hybrid approach before the the, the, the pandemic came about uh, me the the idea of a nine to five was one of the things that, that put me off a, a proper job in the first place to be honest and actually having that flexibility what i do consider critical is the choice some people and talking from experience uh, my wife is currently in in an office next door in our house and she works hybrid she's a, she's a lawyer in london so they do a couple of weeks in london i've got friends who have both been trying to work out of the same room in their flat because they didn't have space and they were told they can't go into the office. So actually it's about understanding and it, it comes back to the mental health to a degree, it's understanding what the team actually wants and, and how they like to work. And there should be that opportunity to go into the office and, and socialize with your colleagues. But at the same time, it, it's also understanding that some people are reticent to travel at the moment and, and would prefer the, the safety of either their, their own home space or even co-working facilities where they can actually get on with their job but actually not be stuck in their house all day because that's another area which has really impacted people is working out of the bedroom or out of the lounge for eight hours and then what do you do in the evening? How do you then switch off? Mm. So it, it's engaging people and providing the choice and understanding and listening to really what they want and what will work for them. Exactly right. And as you mentioned as well, uh, there um, not everybody has the space to sort of work from home comfortably as well. So sort of having the option of going into the office is also great for some people also. And we've seen sort of the impact of that within the housing market as well, haven't we? People sort of moving out of city centres from their small flats out into the suburbs where they've got that um, space to work in if they are working from home. So the knock-on effect has been massive, hasn't it? It has. And you can throw into the mix some other factors. If you've got a young family, if you live in a shared house, <clears throat> the, the dynamics make it very difficult. And as you say, those who are in a financial position to do so are fortunate enough to have the space. But actually, for a lot of us, it, it's not that straightforward. And, and it does present a real challenge. It certainly does. And um just coming out of the uh, the pandemic um, as well, Andy, um, I believe um, at the start of uh, this year, it might have been, um, you founded the uh, the Directors Hub as well, which is um, has the purpose of bringing like-minded business leaders together in real and useful networking events to sort of challenge and solve some of the problems that firms face every single day. Um, was that something that the pandemic sort of triggered or was it an idea that you perhaps had for a little while before that? 
So a bit of both. So through the uh, the, the major lockdowns, I was hosting uh, weekly uh, Zoom sessions, if you like. And, and the purpose of those sessions was to bring people together. I had a bit of content and I was providing weekly updates in terms of numbers and what we were seeing in the economy. But as part of that, I wanted people to interact and challenge each other. Those events then developed uh, as the time went on working with a couple of partners. And what we would be doing is introducing topics and ideas and, and actually breaking people out into into rooms, if you like, and they have to work through these different challenges using their own business, really, as, as the base. So this promoted the, the interaction, and the feedback from that was very positive. And the idea of the initial Directors Hub was a bit more of a network and organisation, but it transpired that what people really valued was talking to their peers uh, in a safe environment and actually learning some new be it models, methodologies, or, or just sharing their own experiences. And that became the valuable piece. So the Directors Hub then morphed into more of a monthly get-together where I would introduce, um, we might talk about an aspect of marketing or an aspect of uh, business structure. And then people would go off and, and discuss it. So more time was spent talking in rooms than it was listening to me. Uh, so that, that's how it's, how it's morphed through. And that just sort of shows you, doesn't it, that you have to remember as a business leader that you don't have to do everything alone. You can network with others. You can learn from others. And in many ways, I think one sort of has to learn and sort of make their own mistakes and be able to sort of draw inspiration from other people in order to sort of be successful because we're never going to sort of go at it first time by ourselves and get everything right, are we? There are always going to be setbacks. Absolutely. And coming back to your previous question around anyone, and if anyone of any age starting a business or looking to set something up, uh, either themselves or, or with family, friends or partners, it, it's talk to people. It's talk to, to people who have been there and done it, to people who are doing it and actually learn from them. You know, most people who, who run a business will put their hands up uh, and hopefully now, you know, tell the tales of, of what went wrong and what worked and what at the time was terrifying, but actually in retrospect is quite amusing. And, and the more you talk to people who have gone through their different journeys, the more you begin to learn and you can start avoiding some of the pitfalls. Uh, to be honest, part of the, the fun of the journey is, is making the mistakes and learning from them, which is the resilience piece. But certainly the more networked you are and the more engaged you are with, with people who are, who are on that path, the, the bigger benefit you'll see. Exactly right. And just thinking about the uh, the future now, where Mandy, just before we wrap up on the show today, because I'm conscious that we are starting to uh, run short of time. Um, obviously, we're entering the colder months of the year now. There's speculation about whether or not sort of COVID restrictions um, should return um, in some way or another. Uh, but presuming, of course, um, we manage to stay off lockdown and the economy remains open. Um, what are you sort of hoping to see from Katandra and from some of the businesses that you're working with over the next year? And um, where are you hoping to be by the this time in 2022 all being well? In terms of what I would like to see, I've noticed firsthand in the last three or four months, the level of positivity has increased greatly. So there's, there's more businesses really trying to, I wouldn't use the phrase get back to normal, but you know, trying to work and, and having to adapt and change. And I would like to see that positivity continue and, and drive through through the winter into 2022 because there's more people who are now willing to 
invest their time and money into their businesses because they feel a bit more confident. And certainly some of the coaching work I'm doing with clients at the moment is around that confidence piece and, and how do they as plan, prepare uh, and move forwards. So in terms of this time next year, I'd just still like to be enjoying what I'm doing, working with a, a range of different business owners and leaders. I also coach on a couple of innovation schemes and MBAs, uh, which which is fascinating because you, you get to help all sorts of different people. But, but it is that positive piece. It's actually about you know, people wanting to, to, to do something interesting and great and actually really pushing themselves exactly right we just have to keep our fingers crossed that confidence remains and the economy can remain open throughout because there are some real hard won gains that we've already had from obviously opening them a little bit earlier in the year and we've got to try and maintain that because ultimately we are coming to that point where it's becoming abundantly clear that continued lockdowns are eventually going to be unsustainable and obviously the government cannot continue to prop up business it's got to be allowed to stand up on its own two feet once again Absolutely. And it's, it's a bit of an impossible situation, isn't it, in, in terms of how you create that balance. And you know, the, the more government can do to, to support businesses, the better. You know, my roles through the, the Sussex Chamber, we feed up into government to actually report back you know, what we're really seeing uh, on the ground. And, and at the moment, certainly the, the impact of Brexit and so staff shortages is creating real problems and, and it's this type of challenge that really the economy doesn't need when it's trying to be positive and, and move forward through the pandemic. There's just all these little sort of setbacks that combine into a perfect storm. So it's really listening to businesses on a local level and understanding you know, what's really going to help them. Exactly right. Um, there's a lot in motion, of course, to try and help that. So plenty to keep an eye on over the course of the year, the next uh, few years. But in the meantime, as we start to understand how the winter months are going to transpire and what's going to happen over the next year, um, I'd actually love, once we get a better idea of what's going on, Andy, to actually welcome you back onto the show maybe in a year's time just to catch up on how things are doing because I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the programme today. It's been a really, really eye-opening experience and I think it would be beneficial to sort of look back and just see exactly what we've said and how much of that hopefully comes true i'd be happy to scott and in 12 months time we can you know perhaps explore a bit more anecdotal evidence about you know, what's really happened with clients mm. going forward and, and sort of share some of their journeys it certainly would be fantastic um, i'd relish that opportunity um, as well andy and um, thank you for joining us on the uh, the program today it's been fantastic having you with us and um do also take care and stay safe with everything still going on as well Likewise, Scott. Thank you very much for inviting me on. And um, no, it, it, it's been a most enjoyable conversation. I thoroughly enjoy what you do with uh, with the Leadership Council. So no, thank you. Yes, thanks ever so much. And that is very much what we're about, sort of hearing the real life and authentic success stories of success and innovation from business leaders and really getting that out there to inspire the next generation. And if you happen to be of the entrepreneurial stock or a leader within any walk of life tuning into the podcast today and you feel that you have your own story to share, then by all means do visit leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply because we'd love to potentially have you on the program and hear what you have to say. In the meantime, it was a pleasure welcoming Andy Wheeler from Katandra Limited onto today's show, and I do hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed the interview. 
Until next time, I'll be heading back to my usual spot in the Westminster Arms to raise a glass to outstanding leadership and hopefully as we navigate the winter months, we'll continue to enjoy the freedoms that we have been so deprived of over the last sort of 17, 18 months of the pandemic. Um, remember everybody, please do continue to look after yourselves and do be considerate of others during this time because even though restrictions have gone for the time being, it is so, so important in the wider context of keeping people safe and saving lives. We're almost there now. Please take care, everyone, and goodbye.